Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be some select readings from a forum known as realfairies.net. Now, realfairies.net, as you may have determined by the name, is a forum for people who believe that fairies, uh, small winged creatures who are attuned or representative of nature, exist in the real world. And they share their stories and their theories about fairies on this forum. So, I'm going to be reading from there. All right, well, we're going to go right into today's episode of Lou Reads the Internet for You Reads RealFairies.net. And we're going to start with the first post in the RealFairies.net. Our forum subforum, Fairy Encounter subforum, in a thread started by admin Natalie Lynn, entitled Your Fairy Sightings and Encounters. And it goes like this. This topic kind of got buried in this huge forum, so I'm pinning it so more people can add their experiences. Please share your stories. We would love to hear about them. Have you had a fairy encounter? If you have, brackets, or think you may have, I hope you will post it here and we can offer our thoughts on what you have experienced, brackets, if you would like. Please feel free to include things you have seen, felt, or heard that you think may have been fairy-related. Don't forget that the fae can also be practical jokers. And if you feel you have been the subject of one of their jokes, include that too. We can't wait to hear about it. And Lisa A. Gray Eyes replies, Well, last May 31st, 2008, I had my first ever fairy sighting. I had prayed to God. Ugh. I had prayed that God would show me a nature guardian as I so wanted to connect with them if they were real. Society teaches us that they are only fantasy, so I was brought up to think that. Still, I had some clues that year that the fairy really do exist especially after purchasing a pixie cottage and having someone invisible tug at my dress in church after service was over. So I asked God and left it in his hands. As far as God was concerned, I may not see one of these beings until after my death when an old lady. Then a month went by and my sister and her family came over our home that Sunday for dinner. She ended up getting into a huge fight with my father, which turned into a screaming match and changed the atmosphere in our home from positive to negative. After she stormed out of the house, I was left depressed. That Monday, I had off from work, and I was not looking forward to being home with this atmosphere. That Monday morning, I was in our bathroom depressed and daydreaming, looking through sections of my hair in the morning sunlight when out of the corner of my eye, I saw a small, light brown face looking at me through a section of my hair. She had a light, cocoa-brown skin, very smooth and flawless. Her face was the size of an American dime. You could tell she was very delicate and thin. I couldn't see her body, though, as my thick hair blocked all but her face looking at me. She had wide-set eyes that slanted upwards fairy fashion. Her eyes were wide-set. Her cheekbones, brow bones, and forehead were high, and her nose... The brow bones, sorry. And forehead were high, and her nose and mouth were delicate. Here, eyes had no irises and were totally all chocolate brown. Empathy and compassion and Christ's light shone from her eyes. Her hair appeared to be pulled up off of her face, but she didn't need hair as her face was exquisite. Humility and innocence was in her face. So was a shyness and also a royalty and intelligence. I will never forget her face as long as I live. I felt a soul connection with her. I still do. She soon realized that I was able to see her and then she had an uncomfortable look on her face like, quote unquote, uh-oh, I better disappear now. And with that, she did. But I still felt her there. All of my depression was lifted after seeing her. It was as though she took my pain from me, suffered for me. That week after, I did all I could to help nature. 
quote-unquote fairies are real after all, I realized. I transplanted little maple tree saplings, saved little flowers, and plants that I used to consider quote-unquote weeds, and I started feeding the birds and just loving nature, respecting it as something enchanting. Then on a Tuesday morning, a week later and one day later, right before I woke from sleep, I heard this woman's voice singing this verse, quote-unquote, you are helping the flower to seed. All things are precious. I woke right up and dragged myself to my journal to record this down. The fairies taught me how all creation is precious, to be honored and loved. All creation has life, and life is precious. I grew from this encounter, and when I am out in nature, I see its magic and beauty as I never did before. Love, Lisa Gray Eyes. And Natalie Lynn writes, Here's an experience my daughter Brandy had recently. For her birthday, Brandy got a check in the mail from her grandmother, then proceeded almost immediately to misplace it. Brackets, typical teenager. She looked for the check for weeks and weeks, emptying out all her pockets, drawers, and going through her backpack, books, and all the stuff on her shelves. Bracket, which was an epic undertaking. Finally, after still not finding the check, she gave up. Weeks went by, and then last week she had the idea to write the fairies a little note asking if they would return the check if they took it or just find it for her. She put the note on her nightstand before she went to bed, and the next morning the note was gone. She got dressed, put on her favorite pair of jeans, and when she put her hand in her pocket... There was the check. Now, the check may have been in her pocket the whole time, but the timing was nothing short of amazing. And she looked and looked, and she never did find the note that she wrote for the fairies asking for help. Interesting. Natalie. And Lisa A. Gray Eyes writes, Wow, that does sound like the fairies. They intentionally took the note she wrote so she would know it was them who helped her find the check. And Natalie Lynn replies, she still hasn't found the note, and the timing was just too perfect for it to be a complete coincidence, especially in our house. Smiley face emoticon. And Clover Dew writes, I have never had a physical experience with the Fae, none that I can remember anyways. However, they do visit me on rare occasions in my dreams. We do not communicate with each other, though, only enjoy the company of each other. I only remember how they looked in one of my recent dreams. Small winged bodies emanating white slash yellow light. That dream happened in my backyard, though, so that makes me think that maybe there are fairies in my backyard. There was also a fairy cat in one of my dreams, and I named him slash her Skitty. Skitty looked like a creature Brian Frude would have created. They probably visited me in my dreams because I can be kind of impatient with trying to attract them in the physical realm. I just hope that some of them do not see my impatience as being too pushy. Sometimes I think they might be watching me when I dance in the privacy of my bedroom. Actually, I do have a story that might have a connection to the Fae. One time back in California when I was really young, brackets probably in elementary school, I came across a very large caterpillar in my papa's vegetable garden in the family's backyard. When I say very large, I mean human size. Shudders. Anyways, it looked at me and then I froze for a moment and ran off because I was terrified by it. Whatever it was, I still wonder to this day what it was. An unknown animal? Something too with aliens? Maybe fairies. Lately, I've been thinking that it could have been a Mongolian death worm, but those are red and, well, do not live in California, and they are cryptids. What I saw was leaf green. Anyways, hope someone here on Real Fairies might have an insight to what I saw all those years ago. And Lisa Gray Eyes replies, Hi, Cloverdew. Fairies love to visit us in our dreams because we are more open and less distracted then. So if you have any more dreams with them, they are probably real fairies. It's funny you should mention the big caterpillar you saw. When I was a child back in the 1970s, my mother had a plastic bin laying out in our yard. I remember seeing a very large green caterpillar in that bin. I couldn't figure out what it was. It was so large. It was probably the size of a rabbit. That's how large it was. 
and it was bright light green. It didn't have any fur on it. So to this day, to this day, I still don't, to this day, I don't know what it was. I live in Pennsylvania. So it's not like we have any giant bugs over here like people in warmer climates have. And Cloverdew replies, Wow, another person that saw a giant green caterpillar. Well, it, we both saw it when we were younger. Maybe only children can see them. Hopefully, we will not have any more encounters with those giant caterpillars because I was honestly frightened of the one that I saw. Oh, and a lot of fairies visited me again yesterday morning in a dream of mine. They were pixies, sprites, gnomes, and even the green man. I was in a Victorian castle or manor of some sort, and it had an indoor garden that you went through with a glass door. I can see the garden clearly in my mind, and if I were awesome at drawing landscapes and backgrounds, I would draw it. The the pixies looked like insects in that dream, but I was not afraid of them like I was with most buggy creatures. One of the pixies had a name, but I cannot remember it. It started with an S, though. I think there were two gnomes, and when I first entered the garden, they were stone statues. The sprites were green, and they glided. The green man face appeared in some sticks that were balled up, and he talked to me. He had a very kind and elderly voice. He just wanted me to dance with the other fairies and sing with them. The amazing part of this dream, though, is that before it happened, I said in my mind while I was half asleep, I wish for kind fairies to communicate with me. And I guess they heard me. Smiley face emoticon. It is very sweet of the Fae to find ways to communicate with us, and that makes it easy on us. Heart emoticon. I woke up really happy from that dream when I usually wake up sad from fairy dreams because I do not like being away from them since I just feel so right whenever I am around them. Anyways, sorry for the long post, but I like to write a lot sometimes. And Dakota Rising Moon writes, Yeah, one day I went outside to see snow fairies and I affect a gust of wind, so I was talking with the wind spirits and it felted like I could control the wind, but when I tried to control it, it didn't work. It felted really weird, but they're not that social. They were talking to me with the wind and one night I think they really wanted me because I could hear the wind whistling. And Kairi 3000 writes, I'm not sure, but I think I can see essences and auras of animals and trees, but not people. I'm not colorblind, so that's not it. I don't see them very vivid, but they're there. And Lisa A. Grayeyes adds, Kairi, you probably are seeing some kind of aura. Keep at it. Some people can see them. And Earth Fay of Magic writes, I met a fairy that said she missed me. Then she said she wanted me to follow her to a tree. The tree looked magic, and it was really big. It looked like an oak tree. She said she wanted me to meet someone, and then she showed me all the fae, and she said, come with me. Then she took me out to the tree, and then we were right below the full moon over the sea. We were in the middle flying. She then said that on New Year's, this New Year's, I will become a full fae. She said, I have powers, and I am fae already, but need wings. She said the moon's radiant moonlight glowed and struck me, then I had sparkles on me. Then she kept repeating, I will become human-sized fae with wings. She said I was already fey, but I need to get my wings. Then the sparkles that were silver fell off me, and I looked around and I was hovering, and then I looked behind me and I had blue-slash-orange wings, and I was flying. Then I fell into the sky and I became a mermaid then. The fairy took me up and I turned back into my fey form. She said that you have to go, but please come back soon. Smiley face emoticon. Then I stopped meditating. I had this happen all in five minutes of meditating. Anyway, her name was Kristanala. She was really pretty. She had blonde hair. She was six foot or five, eight or nine. She was really tall. She had silver wings and a tiara on her forehead. What did this meditation mean? I asked someone about this fey thing. They said I was a fairy in a past life and that I am a moon fairy. What do you think? Am I a moon fey? Will this transformation happen? She keeps telling me it will and other things about the message. Please tell me what you think. Winking face emoticon. And Lisa Grayeyed adds, Hi, Earth Fae of Magic. I have a feeling you may be an incar... 
I have a feeling you may be an incarnated fairy. That is, say, when I say incarnated, I don't mean reincarnated. I believe we are all souls that live long before being born into these bodies we have now. Some souls remain in heaven for all these centuries and choose to be born later on earth in the physical realm. You could have been a fairy that was always a fairy, but then you did die. You chose to be born as a human. From what I've read from Dorian Virtue, many humans who were incarnated elves, gnomes, and fairies, etc., tend to be environmentally conscious and often end up getting careers or serious, quote-unquote, outside of career jobs helping the animals, trees, and earth from mankind's mistakes. Often they are teachers of human children to teach them the right paths in loving the planet. Being born as a human from being a fairy is a huge transition, I would say, and therefore you probably have a fairy spirit guide to help you along the way. When the beautiful Christinala mentioned to you that you are already a fairy, but just needed your wings, it came to me that she meant the wings symbolize the spiritual elements being lifted from... <laughs> being lifted up from the earth to higher realms. You are a fairy, but you are a fairy weighed down by your physical nature, your physical needs, and concerns of this earth that are grounding for us humans. Eventually, you will not let yourself be too attached to these things, not even being concerned about where you will get your earthly needs like clothes, foods, etc., because you will leave that up to your higher source. In a nutshell, the physical realm won't drag you down any longer as it does most of us, but you will be able to rise above things. The transformation won't be physical where you will suddenly have physical wings that other humans can see, but you will get spiritual wings. If you see that fairy again, please send her our love and hugs. Lisa Gray Eyes. And we'll leave that thread and move to a new topic in the Our Forum Subforum Elder Forum in a thread entitled Fairy Weddings, Marriages, Etc. by Lady Artemisia. And it goes like this. First, let me begin by saying I had no clue where to post this. I am terribly sorry if I put this in the wrong place. Feel free to move it wherever it suits you, unless it's okay here. Some of you know that I'm writing my first novel. Brackets almost done, actually. And without giving anything away, there's going to be a fairy wedding. Now, my book isn't completely based on fairy folklore. I have made up some of it on my own. However, there are many elements that I have used that were myths slash legends slash lore slash etc. I was wanting this depiction of a fairy wedding to be interlaced with actual information. Of course, I'll add my own twist on it too. My problem is that there are so many ideas about their weddings and what their marriages are like. I have a list of questions about their weddings. Brackets, if they have them. One, how similar are their weddings to ours? Two, do they wear white dresses slash formal attire? If so, what does it look like? Three, are their weddings as personal and intimate as ours? Four, do they have first dances, music, dancing, celebrating food, etc.? Five, do they have arranged marriages or do they marry for love? Six, how is love viewed in their society? Like, is it a weakness or is it cherished like we do, etc.? Seven, can higher ranking Fay only marry other higher ranking Fay? Eight, when they are married, how are their marriages? Are there divorces, abuse, unhappy couples? Or are they mostly happy and in love with their spouse? I apologize in advance if any of these questions are too intrusive and if you can't slash won't answer me. That's not my intention at all. I'm just getting a lot of mixed information online and I'd like some clear-cut answers. Um, I can't think of anything else at the moment. While I welcome all answers and replies, I'd particularly love it if any of you have factual experience with the fake could ask them my questions unless you already know the answer yourself that would be great thank you guys lady Artie. and fake cat writes i had the same thought this morning and if it's okay i'd like to add another question if that's okay one what special if not sacred parts of the wedding are there like how the celtic had the celtic hand fast ceremony are there any small traditions that the fae have in theirs 
And Rush replies, If anything is done in a fae manner or a fae inspiration, then the calling card will be present in the magic it holds. Your own inspirations are portals to the realm. The only limitations we have is how deeply we dare go. Your magic is in your fairy carpet ride through the realm. If you are quote-unquote really tricksy magical, you bring the realm here through the veil. That isn't there. Fairy blessings, weddings, namings, birthdays, and I hear some planning funerals can all be done with fae-touched human magic. Inspiration, imagination, and a fae heart that can catch the rays of the sun and cast them into your circle, calling the winds of a thousand roses to play forever in its melancholy song. 1. Depending on the fae, if the fae are similar in living and connecting the way we do, then the ceremonies would be similar. Only fae vows, their glamour and astral dimension giving an extra magical experience, it also depends on the status of the fae. Wild would be more wild, royal would be more royal, buttercup fairies would flutter, bohemian dark elves, well, they don't marry, there's a different role. Two, I would say it depends on the preference of the fae. What element they are or their favorite color, like green for the queen of the rose court. Others she might like are dark green, light green, middle green, black green, night green, sun green, gold green, red green. Three, yes, much more and much, much more. The touch of the hands can start with the world to spin quicker and the high and ancient power couplings, the experience joins the guests in a channeled bliss encapsulating the whole area. It's the nature of their magic or their essence expanded with love. Four. Some are practically born to dance like little whirlywind fairies that blow rubbish to me to put in the bin. Once again, for the particular fairy, it depends on the nature on how or when they dance. I'm sure there would have to be a first dance, and they celebrate with a lot of eternity years to be good at it. Some are too high to flip and stomp and float in their ethereal drift, casting a weaving dance that enchants the poor passerby to kiss into madness. Food, they like offerings, but don't take the essence of the physical food, and their bodies don't work like ours, so the energy or food they need is different from ours. The rule is, if they offer you food and drink, don't take it. So be careful. Some will force it if they have a use for you. Sounds silly, I know, but just don't. Five, love and arranged. I think it is in the Nevermore forum. Six, it's used the same way. We use it in many ways, though it is treated with more respect and cherished, more for its values area. Others, it is a tool to manipulate and claim false loves and break hearts. 7. It would be preferred as a royal lineage needs to be held up, but anything can happen in love. And 8. I think this is also in the Nevermore Forum. I read a story where a couple called the King and Queen of May, the guests dance around a maypole, and in a circle dressed in shiftier costumes with wolf heads, antlers, and the like, the marriage couple had on their necks a wreath full of circle and red roses at the end. And Lady Artemisia writes again, Faye Cat, great question. And of course, anyone can add questions to this post. Those are the only ones I could think of at the moment. I think I might add, I think I might add more later. Rush, I greatly appreciate your input. You've given me a lot to think about. Anyone else who has direct experience with Faye or has read their lore on the subject are welcome to chime in. And Rush adds again, But when the rage... But when the rage, rage has lost its pain, the bells of Avalon serenade. Tis not so bad to curtain the light, lying still as the deep midnight. Rush being inspired. And Lady Artemisia finishes the thread by adding, Rush, that's a nice poem. However, if you could please post it somewhere else, I'd greatly appreciate it. I'm not trying to be rude. I just want this thread to be only about fey weddings, etc. Thanks. Smiley face emoticon. And the next thing we'll read is in the Our Forum subforum Working with Fairy Magic subforum in a thread started by Autumn Moon in a thread entitled, How Do You Make a Fae Wand? But instead of a question mark, it has apparently 10 exclamation points. And it was written by forum member Autumn Moon, who writes, I was wondering 
How do you make a fey wand by hand? These are the questions I want to answer. 1. What should I make the wand itself from? 2. If you should make the wand out of a tree branch, then what tree should I get the branch from? 3. What kind of tools should I use for the wand? 4. What kind of crystals should I have? How big does the crystal have to be to fit the wand? Oh, and I like emeralds, amethysts, sapphires, and moonstones. 5. How do I put power in the wand? 6. How to clean the wand? Please try to answer all of them. And Blue Tiger replies, For on, make it out of stuff you connect with. Different trees give different energies. So again, find one you connect with most. Everyone prefers something different, just as some prefer and can connect with oak, walnut, cedar. Others prefer a softer wood like willow. Some even use a combination of different woods. Most prefer to keep it more natural, without combining. Use any tool you like to do your own symbol or design. Or just use a natural look and do nothing to it but add a crystal to it. Or change nothing to it. Research your crystals as each do different things. Quartz and amethysts are common due to their energies. Empowering is as simple as focusing energy into your wand. Though the longer and more you have the wand and empower it, the stronger it will be. And Autumn Moon asks, Do you have to charge your wand? And Blue Tiger responds, It's good to charge your wand slash staff with your energy. And Autumn Moon asks again, How do you like get energy into the wand? And Nemo611 adds, Uh, what does the wand do or what would you use it for? And O oh, Dragon Love O oh, writes, I agree with Nemo, what do you want to use it for? If so, go to a spirit tree and ask it to put magic in it, then explain what kind of magic. I used a regular big bush stick and shaved it and burnt the tip and sharpened it. And Misty Magic 132 writes, You can use a wand for many things. And I want to put in healing magic for healing headaches, scrapes, broken arms. Also, what kind of magic is there? Please write me a list, brackets if you can, and where can I find a spirit tree? How do I ask it to put magic in it? And D. Coro Bain writes, I personally would make a fairy wand with elderwood as an appropriate length that you feel comfortable using. I'd harvest it with thanks to the tree, clean it, and most likely would burn it with symbols since I enjoy wood burning. I'd then oil and seal it. Fairy quartz point to attach to the tip of the wand with natural resin. With natural resin. Such stones as amethysts and moonstones are decent for working with the fey and can be attached to the wand using the same resin. Size will vary depending on the length and width of the wand. I cleanse all tools by passing it over a burning white candle or the smoke of burning white sage. I then bless and ask the tool itself to help me in my magical workings. This is just how I do it. It's not the only right way, of course. And Kyleen writes, I'm definitely making a wand now. And Mocking J07 adds, I'm guessing you make a fairy wand just like another wand, except with a fairy wand you put a crystal on it and you get something to give it power. And Midnight Moon Howl writes, Yeah, that's exactly how you should make any wand. And unfortunately, that is the end of that thread. And we'll move from there into a new thread in the Our Forum subforum, Working with Fairy Magic subforum, in a thread entitled, What Made You First Start Believing? by member underscore fairies underscore. And the thread starts like this. What made you first start believing? Well, with me, I was about eight or nine and I bought a kid's book about dragons. I found it interesting 
and I think that kind of put me in the thought of magical creatures slash beings in the back of my mind. For a few years after that book, though, I really didn't believe in the Fae or anything magical. I have always believed in ghosts, though, because they have always been part of my life. But I never really believed in fairies or anything like that until I was about 12-13. And I watched the Spiderwick Chronicles movie. I wanted it all to be real. I wanted it to be real so bad it almost hurt. Brackets. I know, I know. That sounds corny, but oh well, it's the only way I can describe it. So I started looking it up. I found an article about fairy houses on a particular website. In fact, this particular website made it clear to me that I wanted it so bad to be true that it was in fact true. Guess that particular site yet? No, I hear you say. Realfairies.net winking, smiling face emoticon. So really, this website made me believe in magical creatures slash beings. So what about everyone else? Have you always had a strong feeling about fairies? Did you watch a particular movie or read a particular book that made you believe? Have they always been part of your life? So you didn't need to start believing. You already did believe. Underscore fairies underscore. And Momo writes, I'm not sure it's so much a question of when I started believing for me, so much as when I started to distinguish things like ghost from fairy. Before I got to about 7 slash 8, though, they were all pretty much the same thing. My mother had a few books on the subject of ghosts, so I kind of educated myself with those, and I was given a few fairy books over the years. Though more than that, I had contact quite often with odd things since I was three that fueled my belief and curiosity towards these people. And Dakota Rising Moon adds... I remember watching the Spiderwick Chronicles, and I kind of wished it was real. Then my stepmom's friend came over, and I told them that I watched the movie, etc. And then her friend mentioned that some guy proved Faye exist. I agreed, and then left out a rose, honey, and I think a crystal or something. The next morning, there was a very small stone, probably one that could fit in a pixie's hand inside the box. And Faye Cat adds, Hey fairies, I would like to contribute. I started believing at about 12. One day, I may have been watching Tinkerbell. I don't really remember. The thought came to me, and the wondering never stopped. They sort of came to me after that, telling me to look them up, and I found this site. I never doubt that this is true. And Ta adds, Actually, before knowing about fairies, I was already interested in E.T. and other world, although the interest wasn't that great. I was mostly inspired by a particular book I read in junior high. After reading that book, I was totally into fairy and would read any books I could find about fairy. But it stopped there when I had a limit amount of books to read. My interest subsided. It was later awakened when my sister wanted a book for a project. I recommended that book for some reason I am not aware of. She checked it out and did her project on it. I didn't know what force pushed me into rereading it, but I did it and that set flame to the interest that was buried so deep not long ago. Aware that that I had already read all the books I could find, I felt a sentence of sadness until suddenly an idea popped up. Why not look online? I was not expecting anything. I basically acted on impulse and ended up here. The first fairy site I ever visited. Real fairies. Extra. I don't know when, but I had this book I brought some time ago. I'm not sure when, but I never read it after I bought it. It was put somewhere and forgotten until later, and I had already been on Real Fairies for quite a while when I found the book and was awed that I got it. It was a book of stories about fairies. They weren't kids' fairy stories. What surprised me the most was why I wouldn't go for something more kid-like. I bought a book that were wrote based on story passed down. It could possibly be only fairy book there. I don't know. 
I faintly remember that the book was for sale and there were a few other things with the same subject. Only two caught my attention. I am not sure why I even bought it. When I tried remembering the feeling I felt as a kid's love of picture, I can't be positive what force pushed me to buy the book. I didn't even know about fairies or what they are. I hadn't even heard of the word fairy other than fairy tale or the tooth fairy. I was so young that I didn't even question why we add fairy to tooth fairy. Recently, when I went back to see... There were more books about fairies. The man could only find little kids' stories of fairies. I checked online, and the store sure does have fairy book. Either the man doesn't know his own store, or books on the subject fairy were out of stock. And Jolly Rancher 36 adds, What an awesome topic. I can't actually think of the very first moment I started to believe. I feel like I always have. Most little kids believe in the sparkly fairies with wands and all that, and I was definitely one of them. As I grew up, my beliefs became a bit more realistic, and I started researching the topic a bit more. I remember reading the Spiderwick Chronicles, and those really made my belief a lot stronger. The movie's pretty awesome, too. I've never been lucky enough to have my own fairy encounter, and recently, I've been a bit distant from the forums, but I feel like I'll always believe, no matter what. And I love dance rights. It mostly started when I was younger, mostly from watching Disney movies and Harry Potter. I really like the idea of them being real, but my parents always denied it. But they believe in angels, so the idea of believing in a supernatural wasn't so weird to me. Until I was in grade 10, which was about, which was three or, wait. Until I was in grade 10, which was three or two years ago, I watched the Tinkerbell movie with my little cousins, and then I started wondering, but I never thought of Googling it. Then I watched Britney Spears' music video on YouTube, and someone said something about Illuminati, and I was in total shock of what was actually going on, which made me realize things aren't always as they seem, and then I thought, quote-unquote, what if fairies were also real? Until I was in grade 11 during Exodus Break, I was so upset and sad because someone spread rumor about me that I needed to cheer myself up by watching some videos on YouTube, but instead I googled fairy encounters and that opened up my eyes. I then googled information on fae and I found this website. And Little Wolfie 94 adds, I was around six years old when I started playing with the original Spyro games, and since then I've always loved dragons, and started to think about all the fairy tales that I'd heard, and thought, quote unquote, this would be really cool if this all existed. And ever since, I've believed in my heart that magic has to exist. It just has to, despite everyone telling me that it doesn't, and that I was living in a fantasy world. It wasn't until recently that I've begun thinking of magic and fairies and stuff like that more than usual, and decided to look up anything I could find on the subject. And that's when I found this site, and it actually helped me out a bit. And the final post I'll read from this thread is by Rizio Darkwolf, who writes, I started believing when I find this website, LOL. It's funny how being bored can make someone look for stuff like this, and I'm just about always bored. Okay. Well, that's going to be enough of realfairies.net for me. I hope it was enough for you. Um, so, what do we think about this forum? Seems a little odd that uh, the Spiderwick Chronicles and Tinkerbell are the point of origin for these uh, people's fascination with fairies. People will certainly believe very strange things. And, uh... <laughs> Look, I have enough trouble getting birds to go into a birdhouse that I build for the backyard with my kids... I'm not going to be buying a fairy cottage. I mean, who knows what kind of furniture you need to put in there. Is there a fairy Ikea? I don't think so. I'm not going to follow that path of logic. Anyway, total nonsense or sad delusional people? Or both? That's for you to decide. All right. So let's move on to Lou Reed's news. I hope people are sticking around to hear a couple more episodes now that there's some full-length episodes coming out. I was in PAX 
if you check the Facebook page and um, got to watch lots of League of Legends get played, which I had never, he, he didn't even know existed before, but it was fun to watch play and fun to visit Seattle, visit PAX ever so briefly every day. Not much uh, personal news going on. We're in uh, part of the chemo treatments for my wife and, uh, you know, chemo sucks. But uh, she's hanging in there, and um, I appreciate all the well-wishing that uh, people have done over the Facebook and in emails and whatnot. Anyway, I'm back in New York, and I'm back to trying to record podcasts again. I will be leaking out uh, the old mini-episodes as I see fit. It's my decision, and that is pretty much it. I'm probably going to be making another run of magnets if people want magnets. Um, I forget why I was going to do that, but um, I'm also trying to get another date for another live show here in New York. Um, And, of course, if uh, you know of some sort of podcast event that's happening in your neck of the woods... Al Roker would say, let me know and I will try to see if they want someone to come and give a disturbing PowerPoint presentation to them. Yeah, so that is going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads. Yes, if you want a magnet, let me know. I'm going to order more. And uh, oh, I'm going to be on the Terrible Friends podcast again coming up soon we're recording on the 18th i don't i forget what their publishing schedule is like but uh so i'll link to that when that happens and uh of course if you have a podcast i will be happy to uh skype into it or whatever however you like to record your podcast because i like being on podcasts too unfortunately this is a one person podcast so it's hard to have guests um except when i do the live one anyway that's going to do it for this episode of lou reads the internet for you thanks for listening we'll see you soon bye bye